everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328 Welcome! You're listening to Sportsycom 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Russell Jackman. At each commercial break, we are going to ask a sports trivia question. And, of course, we're going to talk baseball. Uh, even though uh, the NBA hasn't finished yet. Um, and mostly because uh, I'm hoping our guest is going to come in. Uh, Steve Travers, who uh, was scouted by the Oakland A's, has some kind of fun stories about that, as well as uh, he used to uh, be on the high school team that was considered uh, the best in the country um, back uh, back in the uh, mid, mid, mid-1970s. Uh, when we come back, we also want to talk about uh, a few things. Uh, of course, uh, the NBA Finals. I had predicted the Nuggets in uh, five games. What do you What do you think? Right now, now I'm a little bit challenged because it's one one as as we're recording this show. What do you think, Russell? I did not count out Miami. I've been thinking that Miami, you know, might even pull off an upset given how they, you know, they've been. They, hanging around and no one's been able to fully stop them and you know that that win against but we were off the air but but uh that that final win against boston yeah probably one of the most humiliating game seven losses by a boston team at home yeah boston's history that i i agree with that in fact miami is even the underdog even though they're going to be at home tonight um or actually is it tonight that they're playing? Yeah. yeah, tonight. So it'll be kind of interesting to see. All right. We got some other stuff to cover when we uh, come back. You are listening to Sports Econ 101. Hey, by the way, uh, this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments, earning over 7%. Check them out. Don't touch that dial. They're, they're not, their uh, website is PacificPrivateMoney.com. We'll be right back. is here to fill a void we all long for. The sound of the police, live. Dedicate to all the lovelies out there. This San Francisco Bay Area band has quickly made a buzz, wowing audiences at the hottest area nightclubs and events around the Bay. 
Stung. Having even been blessed by a sit-in performance by police founder, drummer Stuart Copeland, this trio of gifted musicians have established themselves as the premier police experience. Stung. Stung remain dedicated to bringing back that authentic sound that audiences have missed for so long. The sound of the early, the original, the police. So come and see for yourself. Come and get Stung. May 6th in Antioch and June 16th in Walnut Creek. Go to StungLive.com for details. Are you looking for a safer way to invest? The Freedom Fund at Pacific Private Money offers flexible investing opportunities. I'm Mark Honf, CEO of Pacific Private Money, and I invite you to hear what Tim has to say about our Freedom Fund. Pacific Private Money provides my ideal balance of security and liquidity, giving me steady monthly income at a profitable RA, backed by solid real estate holdings. The Freedom Fund earns nearly seven times the return available from the best bank savings account and still allows me access to my money as needed. I personally prefer investing with a trustworthy company backed by real estate than the volatile upsets of the stock market. You, too, can be earning consistent returns on your savings or retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more. 415-926-4444, 415-926-4444, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Transcendence Theatre Company, Wine Country's premier entertainment experience, invites you to the first show of the 2023 summer season. The Beat Goes On, June 16th through July 2nd. Celebrate the grooviest, hippest, and most rockin' songs of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. The Beat Goes On brings you the hits of the Beatles and the Stones, Donna Summer, Prince, Madonna, and more. Whether this cool collection of song and dance brings back memories or creates brand new ones, you're sure to love every beat. Transcendence's The Beat Goes On, June 16th through July 2nd, under the stars at Bellos Cavallos Ranch. You'll see why an evening at Transcendence is the best night ever. Get your tickets now at bestnightever.org. Welcome back to Sports Ecom 101. I'm Edward Brown along with Russell Jackman. Uh, Steve Travers is still trying to uh, access the uh, Ring Central app here, so we're going to go ahead and continue until he joins us. Uh, Russell, take it away. What do you want to talk about? The Savannah Banana. There you go. Our pals. Mm-hmm. Did you hear how much tickets are going for? No. In, in Sacramento. The okay. Savannah Banana tickets are going for $900 a seat. Get out. How many seats are there? Not many. They only have like about 3,000 or something at, at, uh, at, at uh, uh, River Cats Stadium. Something now, like that. Uh, no, wait a minute, though. The, the $900, is that like the secondary market? Or yes. It, okay. Yeah. I wonder what the original ticket prices were. Then they're not that expensive, but now, like, if you try to to buy, like, the ones in San Jose are now like one hundred and fifty dollars each. Wow! And uh, Mr. Stephen Travers, have you joined us yet? 
no, no, I can't hear you. What, you can hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. So, uh, Stephen, uh, uh, I don't know if you uh, remember, um, or Russell Jackman may not have been one of our co-hosts at the time, but uh, I was uh, letting him know that uh, you were uh, uh, scouted by the uh, Oakland A's and uh, were on the um, uh, Redwood baseball team that was considered like the best of the country. And um, uh, you've written a lot of books. Uh, we were just talking about uh, guests that we had on before. Um, a couple of months ago, the Savannah Bananas. You're familiar with them? I'm very familiar with them. I'm going to see them play with uh, my friend Bill Lee, I believe July 27th in Sacramento. Uh, oh, you are going to the Sacramento one. Okay. Because we were talking about this. Uh, Russell was saying that the um, tickets on the secondary market are going for $950. Yes. And um, <laughs> I'm not going to pay that. So I've been told simply arrive at Bill Lee's hotel early and walk into the stadium. With that, that, that'll, that would, uh, that would uh, yeah, it, it, it helps to know people in high places. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to make, I wouldn't pay nine. I wouldn't. It, well, the previous figure I heard was 300. And that was some time ago. So the closer we get, I guess the more they go up. Wow. And just to remind people, the Savannah no, I mean, bananas is a, uh, gotta, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to get a hold of Bill. Um, he'll be in town for, I think he's in San Jose before that. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to, like, mention him or honor him at all. What do you think? Well, they also had Barry Zito played for them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry Zito. Yeah, they were, yeah so we had the, the Savannah Bananas on um, the uh, radio show. And uh, we were talking about it. Basically, to, to make it really simple for the audience, uh, effectively, you'd look at them as the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball, in my opinion. That's, that's how they market themselves. That's how they market themselves. Okay, like, that's perfect. Well, it's a, it's just awesome though to uh, have such a family friendly, um, entertaining uh, a game. And it's interesting because you well, know, family friendly. If you can afford three hundred dollars a ticket up to nine hundred dollars a ticket, I don't know how many families can afford that though. Well, true, but remember, probably it's sold out, and now it's just a matter of yeah. other people. Uh, but it's like a mania now, just to go yeah. Savannah Bananas has become like the in thing to, to go see them. Well, how often do they come to California? With at $900 a seat, they should be here, here. <laughs> weekly. Yeah. <laughs> they should be here on an hourly basis. Well, even uh, even professional baseball, you know, finally uh, got its act together and, and uh, lessened the time involved. Uh, we went to a Giants game uh, a couple few weeks ago, and it was very pleasant, not only because we had really good seats, but the fact that there wasn't a bunch of wasted time in between innings and pitches and all that kind of stuff. So it's uh, I think the, the average fan is probably getting a little bit a little bit more interested. What do you think, Steve? Yeah. Well, and on, on top of that, I'm going to the College World Series in a week. Oh, cool. Now, Steve, I can barely hear you. Russell, can you hear? No, he's very quiet. He's very, very quiet. So if there's a way to increase your volume, uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, there was, there, there was but in, in hitting all the numbers that were supposedly getting me into, I locked the speaker on my phone. Oh, so, uh, that's a, for some reason, that's a little better. We, we can, yeah, that sounds better. Uh, All right. Put it closer to me. So right. I wanted to ask you guys a question because uh, Jacob DeGrom uh, just recently got placed on the 15-day injured list. 
And he had signed a five-year, $185 million contract last year when he was age 34. And I'm thinking, if I remember correctly, aren't baseball contracts, aren't they guaranteed? Oh, yeah, they're guaranteed. Okay. I mean, unless unless there's some special option that the club throws in. But as a by and large, they're, they're pretty guaranteed. And I think, isn't that like the only one that's guaranteed? Yeah, they don't do the signing bonuses. They don't do it like the NFL. I think they're different than the way football contracts are structured. Uh, I think basketball contracts are pretty well guaranteed too. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, uh, band, yeah. Okay. I was just thinking about like, you know, the, the injuries, well, especially for a pitcher, you know, with uh, Tommy John type surgery and, and all that kind of stuff, but holy smokes, man. I, I just, I guess if I were an owner, I'd be really nervous to give a guy who's, you know, in his thirties, $185 million contract um, guaranteed. That's you know. why pitchers are looking for long-term deals. You know, they don't want to sign for one or two years. Mm-hmm. Interesting going with five-year contracts because they want to. <clears throat> well, tell you what, let's say. I'd be ashamed to accept the money if I, were, if I were playing in the big leagues and got injured. I mean, if I were in the big leagues and someone gave me a contract like that, I'd then say, okay, you can take about a, a half of it and a, go get a good shortstop, get a catcher, get a couple more, get a, a closer, you know, the, the idea of taking all that. I, th- I mean, I'm a capitalist yeah. and a Republican big time, but uh-huh. it's just, it, it is so outrageous and, and so above their, their place in society or value to society. Yeah. Although I did see Jacob DeGrom pitch last year. I went to City Field in New York City in the Queens. And he had, I think he had 15 strikeouts in six innings against the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> and the, the Mets that day struck out 20 Pirates. Wow. It wasn't all DeGrom. They took him out of the game with, I think the score was tied, actually. I don't think he got the win. Yeah, but he's... But the but, relief but, pitchers kept striking. Yeah, but but you know what though he's no Sid he's no Sid Finch, who could throw 168 miles an hour. Remember that? Well, I do remember that. I, I think the last time I was on your show, we were marketing or we were talking about uh, the last book that I wrote called "Best Sports Writing Ever," and one of the articles that I uh, reviewed in that uh, piece was George Clinton's Sports mm-hmm. Illustrated. Um, article about Sid Finch from roughly 1985, I think it was. Well, I tell you, when, when, when we all read that, we all got uh, uh, quite um, uh, bamboozled, I guess is a good, <laughs> is a good word, because we kept thinking, yeah, oh my what? God. <laughs> my dad was yeah. actually a classmate of George Plimpton. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. in Columbia. So, he, he, he knew George uh, many years ago. He played in game. He pitched in an all-star game. He played yeah. quarterback for the Lions. He was also at the, uh, the Rumble in the Jungle. He was oh. one of the riders. Along. He was sitting with Norman oh, that's right. Taylor. You know, yeah. watching, uh, that was all captured on a fantastic video or a fantastic documentary. Um, that was made some years ago uh, about uh, Ali and Foreman. That was you know what? And if that fight had taken place in the United States, I think Foreman would have won. Because if you if you watch that documentary, uh, you know Foreman he just was not prepared for the elements there. 
it was a whole different animal. Absolutely hey guys, not. hey guys, we got to uh, go to our first commercial tr uh, trivia question. We're talking uh, baseball here, and Steve, if you remember the rules, don't say anything until we get back. Just think about it. And the, the, some of these are are kind of easy. Uh, the 1919 Black Sox scandal had to do with the Chicago White Sox. Who did they lose to in the 1919 World Series? Who was basically who was their opponent? All right. Stay with us. You are listening to Sports Ecom 101. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. That's 800 811 7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim 
your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown along with Russell Jackman and our special guest, Steve Travers. All right, our first trivia question. The 1919 Black Sox scandal had to do with the Chicago White Sox. Here's the question, though. Who did the White Sox lose to in the 1919 World Series? Let's see if Russell knows that first. Mm, uh... Wrong. Steve, <laughs> I'm sorry for getting you off. <laughs> sorry about that. If you don't answer right away, then forget it. I'll, I'll, I'll guess the Reds. I'll yes. Oh, that, that's right. The Cincinnati Reds. Very good. All right. Uh, and I think they won five to three. I think back then they were doing the best of nine. If I'm not mistaken. Anyway, the star was a guy, center fielder named Ed Rausch. Ed, Ed Lausch. Okay. Didn't have that. Rausch. All right. So, Stephen, uh, you, you've been on the show before. Uh, always something exciting and new every time you come on. What, what are you working on nowadays? I'm going to start up a podcast slash YouTube channel. I just bought all the equipment. I'm, I'm getting myself a, uh, acquainted with it. Um, just in the, I'm doing, I'm in the re- research and rehearsal stage right now. It should be up and running within a month. <laughs> and it's just going to be, you know, a podcast uh, where I just talk about all the experiences that I've had and the people that I've known and the places that I've been. I've known a lot of famous people in different walks of life. Uh, so it's going to cover areas between uh, amateur and professional sports both as, uh, as an athlete myself, as a professional baseball player, but also a, journal, uh, a journalist and then author. It's going to talk about the seven or eight years in which I was a screenwriter in Hollywood. We're going to okay. talk about the period in which I was uh, in the law and working as a, a, a speechwriter and political figure and was even tabbed at one point to be a congressional candidate and we're going to talk about um things that i've done in in business and then we're you know then we're going to review all my books and i'm going to talk about movies and book reviews and just it's going to be a wide-ranging uh podcast let me let me ask you something because i know i I remember that you had written a book about john wayne did you actually meet him or did you just write about him no, I mean John Wayne died when I was 19 years old. Okay, um, I I, I kind of thought that he had died before, but um, okay. So some of these people, like because because you, you did a lot of writing, in some cases you yeah. personally knew them, and then in other cases you just wrote about them. That's that's correct. Okay, sure. okay. there were people that I, or you know, obviously if you write about someone who's dead, yeah, it's hard to meet them. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little hard to, uh, to, to, to meet them in person. Um, <clears throat> and so are you going to have a bunch of guests on the phone, uh, on, the, on the podcast? I'm going to have guests. Uh, I think I'm going to start out slow uh, and talk about um, basically my experiences. I'm really going to talk about 
I, I think my first program, I'm going to talk about how I broke into writing. I think people are interested. There's a lot of people who are interested in becoming a writer. Um, <clears throat> I started off uh, by writing screenplays. And, uh, you know, I somehow managed to get my first screenplay bought by a, a pretty large, a pretty big time producer. And that got me into the game. And then, you know, um, that producer ended up paying me to write about five or maybe six screenplays in the 1990s, early 2000s. And I, that, I didn't get paid much, but it allowed me to survive and establish a career. And then from there, I just started, uh, I became a sports writer. First, I started writing for the LA Times, um, just doing high school sports. But then, you know, I was able to land a, a really good job as a sports columnist for a magazine and then the old San Francisco Examiner. And that just, it just all kept building um, until I was really making a living and, and surviving and, and creating a career for myself, all of which I started at age 35. I did not start, you know, as a 19-year-old intern. Uh, I did other things. What, would we know your... just failed at it. What was your first screenplay? Would we would we <clears throat> would we have known it? Well, it was never the only movie that I ever wrote that was ever made, if you want to call it that, was a movie called The Lost Battalion, which was a, oh, yeah. um, a film uh, starring Rick Schroeder in two thousand and two about uh, a, a battalion that was caught be behind enemy lines during the Argonne Offensive in World War One, and huh. You know, that's that's an entire episode about how basically I got screwed out of the deal. Um, so the, the first screenplay I wrote was called Once He Was an Angel, which was the story of Bo Belinsky, the former uh, baseball pitcher for the uh, Los Angeles Angels before they played in Anaheim. I got to know Bo. Um, and, you know, it all started out when he started saying, well, Robert De Niro wants to make a movie about my life and all these people want to make a movie about my life. And, you know, I, I a light went on in my head and said, well, I'd written screenplays at the USC film school. I took classes in the cinema program when I was going there. And I said, I know how to write a screenplay. So I wrote a screenplay and yeah. Somehow or other, it ended up in the hands of Frank Capra Jr., whose father was a big movie director who did It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. And they bought it. Well, they optioned it. And they did not end up making it, but they ended up paying me to write other scripts, huh. also which did not get made. But still, I was, you know, making, I was making a subsistence living in the 1990s down in Los Angeles as a, as a, as a writer. And it was all great experience. So I think all of this is interesting stuff that I think of people, would, I, I think I can embellish this and talk about this in such a way that uh, it would be interesting yeah. to, uh, to my listeners. Well, let, uh, let me ask you, know, what, what, what's with, uh, for the audience who may not be f familiar with the Los Angeles uh, player, Walensky, uh, what, what, why about him? What's so famous about him? Um, okay. I think, well, uh, let me see. It would be like, oh, I don't know. Let's just take Logan Webb of the Giants. And it would be as if Logan Webb was dating Jennifer Aniston, and then he was dating Angelina Jolie, oh. <laughs> and then he was dating 
a Lady Gaga, yeah. and then he was dating um, Taylor Swift, right? Okay, so and it's not so much about him; it's about who he was associated with. <laughs> well, he was he was this character that you really don't see anymore. Out of a Damon Runyon type of story, yeah. he was a right. His 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 entry into baseball in the beginning was straight out of this street story. He was, did not play high school baseball. He was a street kid from Trenton, New Jersey, uh, who played pool, but he played a little baseball in the sandlots. And um, he was discovered by a Pittsburgh Pirate scout who said, how would you like to sign with the Pirates for no money and be sent to what he called a witch's monastery in Georgia to play <laughs> minor league baseball at the lowest level. And the only reason he signed the contract because, was because he was fencing some uh, stolen uh, gear for the local mob in Trenton, New Jersey, and the cops were kind of closing in. So he thought, thought it was a good idea to escape to Georgia. <laughs> so he went down there and, you know, it turned out that he had a, a pretty good fastball and he learned how to throw a screwball. And slowly but surely over the course of years, he advanced in the minor leagues all the while having wild fun and stories with local girls and all of which is you know recorded in in a lot of books and magazines <laughs> articles about him over the years and eventually um he ends up with the angels through the expansion draft when they become oh, yeah. um, an expansion club in los angeles in 61 62 he comes to la and then even then his story was crazy because he he refused to report and bud ferrillo of the herald examiner calls him and says hey bud how come you're not reporting to the angels and i guess i can say this on air he goes he goes i'm but just don't swear a lot of money just playing. just just don't just don't, don't just don't swear because we are fcc regulated go no, ahead i'm not gonna well you'll, you'll get the idea he, he goes <laughs> i'm making a lot of money and i'm doing a lot of stuff with frauds so let's just put it yeah. that way and <laughs> yeah. so but you, you know ferrillo cleans it up it's a, it's a big article. Who says something like that? And so he, by the time he arrives in in Palm Springs for spring training, he looks like Rudolph Valentino as it yeah. is. Yeah, I was gonna say must. He's he, he's a huge. There was more words written about this guy, not about his base. Although he was a pretty good baseball player, he threw yeah. a no hitter. And in 1964, oh. he was nine and eight with a 2.87 ERA until he slugged a columnist for the Los Angeles Times, and then he got sent to Philadelphia. So he, he had a, you know, his story is a very interesting. One. I bet. I could see Robert De Niro playing that. So, you know, it's, it reminds me, we had Fritz Peterson on uh, as a guest. And if you guys remember, he's, really? he had uh, swapped wives with one of his Yankee uh, teammates. Right. And uh, he ended up uh, staying with his new wife. Uh, the other ones had gotten divorced. And so <laughs> that, that's kind of the, one of those wild stories. Ever- did he ever tell you what happened to the movie project? Because he was met. Uh, ben Affleck was was going to take that on. Oh, did he ever he, mention that? I I can't remember now. It's been a few years since he's been on the on the air. But I'll tell you what, uh, we, we let's cut to our next commercial break uh, here. Uh, here's our trivia question on baseball. Wait till next year. Details: Doris Kearns Goodwin's uh, early years as a fan of which team? And, and in this case, the name Doris, it's, it's a guy. Kind of interesting. Okay. Never heard of a guy named Doris, but all right. Uh, He's not, it's not a guy. It's not a guy, but it, it's funny because it kept saying he. And so, uh, I, okay. No, it's not. 
It's not okay. So it really is a woman. There you go. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wait till next year. Details. Uh, let's say the early years as a fan of which team. All right. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael is open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call us at 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. So call 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order your pizza. Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Elements Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all of South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities. Perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains. No added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to TahoeLakeshoreLodge.com. Are you looking for something special to do with your family this summer? Look no further. Bring your loved ones to Alcatraz Island and explore the rich history of this iconic landmark. And here's a special offer. Book your family tour today and get a discounted family pack price, which includes two adults and two kids. Don't miss out on this amazing experience. Visit AlcatrazCityCruises.com to purchase your tickets before they sell out. That's AlcatrazCityCruises.com. Palio Restaurant's been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there's no surprise it's been voted Best Italian Restaurant in the SF Weekly this year. Palio has consistently been voted one of the best restaurants in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio's been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for over 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays. Reservations are recommended. Visit paleosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today. Welcome back to Sports Ecom 101. One more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackman and our special guest, Steve Travers. Second trivia question. Wait till next year details the early years as, as a fan of which team? The Cubs? No, but see, that's what I would have thought. But that's not the right answer. I'm sure Steve knows the answer. It's the Brooklyn Dodgers. The Brooklyn Dodgers, yeah. And, they always, and the main reason is they always seem to lose to the Yankees, except which year? 
in the, in the, the 1955 exactly we mean well we knew steve would know all these answers here um so russell you wanted to bring up uh, the passing of a uh, beloved uh, giants uh, uh, manager a hum baby himself hum baby himself he, he was actually on the uh, on our show uh, gosh in the in the like in the first year that we did the show back in 2013 i think it was um it was kind of fun having him there but you know it's funny because you know, you, you always look at these older guys as uh, a young man at 83. Was he that young in 83? Yeah. In, in, in 2013, he died. In, he, he was uh, 93. When, yeah. Uh, wow. Years. It's funny. I just said uh, time goes so fast, but you know, it's funny. You, you always look think of him as a manager and, and then you, you realize, Oh, that's right. He really was. He was a pitcher and he actually won uh, a couple of world series, I guess with the Cardinals and with the Dodgers. Right. People have credited him with the uh, split finger fastball. They said he, he right. you know, uh, was the, could, the original master of that. Really? I could never throw that pitch. What, what was your uh, master? What was your famed pitch? I, well, I developed a screwball. That's um, cool. I had yeah. a, a pitching coach who told me in 1980 that three pitchers had won the Cy Young Award in the past decade throwing a screwball and you know that was uh mike Cuellar, mike marshall and fernando valenzuela and he said you, you can throw oh, yeah. that pitch you can get to the big leagues without a 95 mile an hour fastball which i did not have so i had to come up with something and i did and um who knows where i would have gone if i hadn't hurt hurt myself yeah but uh, it was a really good t- i was i can tell you right now i led the Appalachian league and earned run average throwing that pitch for the first seven weeks of 1981 until I hurt myself. So I know, it, uh, I know that I was, uh, you know, a prospect. At, at least well, if I remember time. correctly, even it, like in little league, they, they won't even let kids throw screwballs because it's such an odd uh, motion for your arm. And it's like, if you're right-handed, it's like a left-handed screw, uh, a curveball. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I, I don't, there's no reason for a little leaguer to throw it or even a high schooler for that matter, really. Yeah. I started throwing it when I was, uh, you know, junior in the summer between my sophomore and junior years of college, uh, and immediately um, mastered it for some reason. I really don't know why I was able to throw it uh, for strikes. And it, it's, it's not an easy pitch. I, don't, I really don't know how you necessarily decide to, to teach it to somebody, but I did. I had to come up with something, and I did, and that, and I was able to throw it it's a, it's a you know like carl hubble he threw so many yeah that it twisted his arm to the point where he would be on the subways in new york and people thought he was a pickpocket because his arm his hand was turned sideways from throwing this oh my god 20 years and people thought he was trying to steal people's wallets out of their coat. <laughs> well it seems like you know throwing it is one thing but throwing it for a strike is a whole other animal you know, same thing it like is. it's like a, it a knuckleball. And if you're really if you're really doing it right, you're you're going to throw it uh, as a right-hander. You're going to throw it. It's just going to nip the black of the the front of the plate. And the, really, by the time the capture catches it, it's really not a strike. Yeah. But the it comes up to the plate looking inviting, and the batter says, "Oh, this looks like something I can hit." And he yeah. takes a nice swing at it, and all of a sudden the ball is dipped you know, six inches and I'm six feet, six inches, almost six feet, seven inches tall. So I'm delivering it six inches higher than your average pitcher. 
that means it's dipping six inches more than it normally would. And sure. it had a I had a tremendous amount of movement to it. And so long as you have a catcher who knows what it's going to do, because if you cross him up, he, he's going to go, Where, what's sure. this? It's, well, it's, yeah, it's like a, like a knuckleball. <clears throat> but how, um, how, fast yeah, can you, how fast can you throw it? It's not a pitch you throw really hard. Yeah. Because I didn't throw really hard. Uh, but, it, but it made my, when I did throw my fastball, it made my fastball look harder because yeah. it's all about changing speeds. Yeah, um, in, in professional baseball. Well, that, that's why it's like it's like when when we a few years ago when Hunter Strickland was pitching for the Giants, and it was like I you know I just I loved the way he pitched, but the thing is every every ball was like exactly you know ninety nine miles an hour and right down the middle, and so you know eventually these hitters mm -hmm. are going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. Yeah, you know I mean unless you're you know maybe Nolan Ryan who just throws so hard, but yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're going to, they're 99 miles an hour. They're go, a big league hitter is going to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, should, I mean, throwing hard is still, is still the key, but you have to develop other, uh, and there's been many pitchers who are like that, who, I mean, Hunter Strickland, <clears> I couldn't <throat> tell you what he's doing today with his 99 mile an hour fastball. It, it has not vaulted him into great star status as far as I'm aware. No, in fact, I don't even know where he is. Well, there's a million guys through 99 miles an hour. You don't know where they are. Yeah. I played with many, you know. Um, you have to, I mean, it's all about, you have to be smart. Pitchers have to be smart. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you know it's funny. Like Bill <laughs> Lee was talking about, you know, he, he catcher would come out there and say, Bill, let's talk. And he goes, get out of my kitchen. The only thing you know about pitching is you can't hit it. You know, <laughs> um, got, you have to be smart. You have to work hard. You have to adjust. Well, you know, it's funny when, when uh, we had the uh, San Rafael Pacifics here, which was uh, like an, you know, an, uh, inter international. I mean, it's, it's like a, the, the level below um, uh, the, the, the major leagues. And uh, I remember going to like a, like a fun sort of, uh, you know, meet the players type of thing. And, and I said, you know what, I'd, I'd like to kind of get in the cage and, and you know, I'd, li I'd like to hit, one of these, you know, pitchers who can throw, you know, 90 miles an hour, right? Cause they, they can throw 90 at that, at that level. And he says, well, if we do, we got to put you in all kinds of gear and stuff because of liability. I mean, it, I'd be looking like a, a, a hockey goalie. And I, you know, how am I going to swing the bat with all that stuff on? Right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, you know, those, those guys, they have, they have talent. I mean, I announced the game where Bill Lee pitched for the, Pacifics and yeah, I think it was ten years ago, eleven years ago. Well, I don't even think it was that long. I don't think it was that long. Um, I think it was twenty twelve. I remember it was twenty twelve. It was that long. Oh my gosh! I, yeah, I, I remember. I remember because afterward, Bill and I went to, and his wife and a few friends of mine went to Orga Pizza Orgasmica on Fourth oh, Avenue yeah. or Fourth yeah. Street. And I confidently told him that Mitt, Mitt Romney was going to win the presidency and he didn't know Barack Obama is. And so I've, uh, I've had, had to pay, pay off a bet on that one. <laughs> All right, guys, let's see. What else What else do we want to cover here? Um, let's see. Now, so Tom Brady, uh, is he still planning on being a minority stakeholder in the Raiders? Well... I don't know, but I can. I, ha I have a little Tom Brady news, okay. which you may not know. One, 
there is a, a new movie of, uh, about the life of John Madden, supposedly starring Will Ferrell as John Madden. <laughs> the funding is uh, partly coming from Tom Brady, who is who has become he wants to be a Hollywood movie producer. Huh. Second piece of news is I, my I have a book which I wrote many years ago called One Night Two Teams about the 1970 USC Alabama football game that that uh, sort of pushed open the door of uh, integration in the South, hmm. and uh, that's been moving around Hollywood for you know 15, 16 years now. Last I heard, Tom Brady was interested in doing that, but then when I heard that he's doing the John Madden story. I guess that was the, the, the way I'm going to find out that he's not doing mine. So I don't know whether he's interested in both, but supposedly he uh, he's doing one with Will. I, Will Ferrell is John Madden. And, I, and, and, and here's a good one. You remember Frank Dill on KNBR? Yeah. He used to have John Madden on every morning. Would call in for like five minutes. Yeah. And Bob Ojeda met, uh, in the Mets during the playoffs had – it hurt his finger uh, clipping hedges and Frank Dill said, well, shouldn't there be something in the contracts that say, uh, you know, you shouldn't be able to do hedges. And I'll never forget John Madden. He, he just says, ah, guys do stuff, you know, and I, that was a typical John Madden response. So when I wrote my Raider book, my chapter on John Madden was guys do stuff. <laughs> I know it's like uh, uh, Madison Bumgarner uh, messing around with, uh, you know yeah motor scooters and uh, motorcycles and yeah. stuff like that that's yeah, crazy jeff kent for that oh yeah that's right and then uh, do you remember mike yeah. ivy he, he cut him his cut his, cut his yeah. finger really deeply with a hunting knife i mean you got to put these guys i don't like, remember that bubbles. yeah matt Cain cut his hand uh separating frozen hamburgers oh yeah and then there was another guy who actually yeah, fell through a table uh, people he, falling or getting yeah. their hands caught between the, well that's what they always said you know pet dogs with your your right-handed pitcher pet dogs with your left hand hmm. throw logs on the fire with your left hand never you know what the famous yeah. the line from from uh, bull durham never uh, punch a drunk with your pitching hand yeah yeah i know it's funny when, when i was bowling seriously i tried to do very little with my right hand for that reason, it's you know you just have to you have yeah. to protect you have to protect it. Um, so if, if he gets if he becomes a minority stakeholder of the Raiders, I, I mean I'm kind of guessing that his his retirement is going to be for good. He's not going to be coming back, uh, but apparently will not prevent him from being a broadcaster uh, looking to do uh, to get a ten million excuse me ten year three hundred and seventy five million dollar contract to call games as an analyst. Uh, and if you think about it, you know look. Tony Romo, you know, was a good quarterback, uh, but uh, even a better announcer. It's amazing how accurate he is in announcing games. Is like, what's the next play going to be? So you, you figure Tom Brady would kind of fall in those shoes, right? Yeah. Well, that's it's good work if you can get it. Yeah, I mean, ten year, three hundred seventy five million. Yeah, I think I'd take that. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the what, money and. Sports so outrageous. <laughs> yeah, it is. But you know, it's all supply and demand, and, uh, and then these unions that, that get involved. And you know, you got. I guess you got to go back to is it uh, not Kurt Flood, but um, but you know, you know, um, Edward. Uh, 
it's starting to kick back. Did you see this recent um, story about the San Diego Padres who spent an enormous amount of money to contend? And that, well, they did pretty well last year. They're not doing well this year, but they're, 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 I think it's is it called diamond sports, something like that. This um, like streaming service or whoever it is that oh. was doing their games went bankrupt. And is not able to make their payments to the Padres. Yeah, and that's where that's where all their money is paying for all of these free agents, like Fernando Tatis is a huge yeah. contract, and a number of other guys. And you know it, that is a huge thing if that money starts kicking back. Yeah, uh, especially at the lower end. I'm telling you, you're going to see. I think you're going to see a new era of real haves and have-nots in sports. You could you could even lose some of the pro sports teams because you're going to first see it in college. What you're going to have is the teams that can pay the NIL. Yeah, hey, uh, tell you what, Steve, Steve, I got to, I got to cut to a quick break, but I want you to finish off uh, that sentence when we, uh, when we come back. Okay. Sure. Really quickly uh, in the great Gatsby, Nick Carraway is introduced to Meyer Walshame, uh, an associate of Gatsby's Gatsby reveals that Walshame, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right was responsible for what baseball event? All right, stay with us. Sports Econ 101 will be right back with some closing comments. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the U.S. USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? 
Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Welcome back to some more TCOM 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackman and Steve Travers. Third trivia question. The great Gatsby, Nick Carraway, is introduced to Meyer Walsheim. Uh, well, that's probably how you pronounce it. An associate of Gatsby's. Gatsby reveals that Walsheim was responsible for what baseball event? All-star game? Nope. Steve? The, the 1919 World Series. Yeah, for fixing the, that's right, for fixing the 1919 World Series. Uh, kind of interesting uh, on yeah. that. So, so Hyman Roth said in The Godfather, yeah. I always loved baseball ever since uh, Arnold Rothstein fixed the 19. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, Steve, we got one quick minute for you to finish off your uh, college NIL uh, story that you were. Or, oh, it's just prediction. Real simple. The, the teams that, that can afford to pay these guys NIL or have alumni who can do that, which schools like USC and Alabama can do, and schools like Cal maybe can't. Yeah, uh, they're going to dominate college, and you're going to have a whole restructuring of college sports, and which you have haves and haves not. Well, we'll we'll have to follow. We'll have to follow that prediction and see if it's true. Steve Travers, thank you again for joining us. Here's our thoughts for the day: Where are average things manufactured in the satisfactory? Thought you'd like uh. that. I know. Russell always likes these dad jokes. And never leave alphabet soup on the stove and then go out. It could spell disaster. All right. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We'll be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Adios. So long.